Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your show host, Gigi McCullough, Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a narrative coach and a communications coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. Each week in the Sage Sayers, we unpack communications tips and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all over the world who found the gift and the opportunity in life's inevitable challenges. My guest this week is Michelle Presley. She's a hair and makeup artist and an esthetician based in southwest Florida. And Mimi has, although she was enjoying and still enjoys a thriving job at a busy salon, she's joined one of the many women entrepreneurs who've become first-time business owners during COVID. In our interview today, Mimi's here to tell us a little bit about her journey, what got her started into makeup and hair artistry in the first place, and then what she's learned in her special role as a communicator. There's lots of wonderful tips that we can learn from Mimi. And before I even introduce her, I just want to let you know briefly how I met Mimi. I was in Southwest Florida just recently for my best friend's wedding, and Mimi was actually the hair and makeup artist that the bride-to-be hired through her theme of embracing woman entrepreneurship. So I've actually had a wonderful experience uh, receiving Mimi's wonderful hair and makeup artistry services. So Mimi, welcome to the Sage Sayers. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Really good. It's really nice to see you again in this space. So Mimi, I know from our chat together on the weekend, just three days ago during my best friend's wedding, as you were doing the makeup for both the bride and for me, the matron of honor, we learned a little bit about your journey, but I wondered if you could share with my listeners today, what got you started in hair and makeup artistry in the first place? Well, um, that's actually a really interesting story. So I've been doing, um, I've always been in love with makeup and hair since I was a little girl. And when I got into high school, I was in theater all four years and I started doing the costumes, the hair, and the makeup for the plays. And that's how I was basically introduced to doing makeup and hair on a professional level. Um, from then, I did cosmetics, and then I went to school and um, received my um, cosmetology license and my esthetician license. So, so lovely. and. I know from our earlier conversation pre-show chat that you got your starts as doing that artistry for theatre productions at high school. At what point when you were making up others did you realise this might be something you could actually make a livelihood from? The joy of doing what, um, the joy of being part of the production was very gratifying and, um, I just wanted to continue to be part of that, Um, getting people ready in between sets, the rush of it, you know, being on time, and just being able to express myself creatively and being part of a big show without being on stage. I really love that too. Um, And I started realizing that this was something that I could make into a career because I was naturally good at it if that makes sense 
and I wanted to, and it made me so happy. So I wanted to um, actually take the steps to go beyond that and um, make it a profession. So good. And I'm so glad that you did. I'm sharing with the show notes of this week's episode, the uh, beautiful work that you did with my hair, with the bride's hair, and just how you transformed to women who neither of us really are really big into makeup or find the time to do our hair, but you just did gorgeous work and you really brought out the best of us. I'm, I'm really interested, Mimi, that although you do work full-time in a salon, during COVID-19, something sparked in you to join one of the many female business owners who became first-time business owners to date, uh, you know, the recent census data on female business owners dates back to 2018, so it's really hard to quantify the trend. But we're finding that uh, the Women Business Owners Supporting Women Business Owners Group on Facebook, for instance, indicates this upward tick that we're seeing. Women are becoming entrepreneurs. That Facebook group I mentioned had 1,000 members in November 2019. By August 2020, there were 15,000. Today, there are about 21,000. And you're one, of, you're one of these strong women who's gone out. So at what point did you know you wanted to start a side business? Well, when COVID hit, um, obviously, when the national shutdown happened, um, a lot of um, weddings were postponed. And um, I started back up in June of 2020, and then the weddings just kept rolling, and people were rescheduling, and um, I, you know, supply versus demand. I am only at the salon so many days out of the week, and then the other days I was just receiving requests over request after request. So I just opened up my availability and. Um, um, I, I actually work with a, a couple of photographers and um, I actually work with a wedding planner and um, I receive a lot of referrals through them. So, and they, it's funny because they are actually women um, own businesses as well. And they're actually freelancers Two of the photographers. One owns a quinceanera boutique and then the other one works as a freelance wedding photographer and family photographer. Um, so they're constantly giving me referrals. And then the wedding planner is also another, she's, she's a woman as well. So it's, it's nice that we're talking about this because there are a lot of women that have started their own businesses that I receive my business from. So beautiful. I love that sister that sisterhood, right? You mm-hmm. and I and the bride and, and you and I, we all, the three of us connected as you prepared us for the wedding. And we were just commenting, I remember, just on how much women are excellent at supporting each other. And I, I know this to be true as a woman entrepreneur. And I know we spoke that day too on the unique qualities that women bring into entrepreneurship as a female business owner who's thriving during this time versus flailing, what do you think are some unique qualities that women entrepreneurs bring to their clients and to themselves as business owners? Well, I believe that women are natural multitaskers. We can handle um, a lot of things at once. I think that we have a good amount of empathy, mm-hmm. which is really nice with when it comes to building communication between 
yourself and your clients, um, empathizing with your client and um, truly understanding what they want and what they expect from you, but also what they expect from themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that women get that. Yeah. And um, I think we're good listeners. Um, and we're, uh, we want to take care of people because we want to be taken care of ourselves. So I think we just want more understanding. And that's what makes us such great business owners. Absolutely. And I, I love the idea, the idea that really sparked bringing you to the show tied to that idea of sisterhood and helping each other and doing to others what we want done to ourselves, you know, helping, supporting, bringing you an opportunity to connect with people you might not otherwise. But I know, too, you have some really strong communication skills, Mimi, that I believe business professionals can learn from. Having experienced your makeup and hair artistry firsthand, I notice, for instance, you're very good at active listening. I told you a little bit about what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not, but then you also intuitively knew to push me a little bit and get me out of my comfort zone. I used, for instance, false eyelashes for the first time in my life, (laughs) and I wasn't sure I'd like them, but you just, you had a gut read and you thought, you know what, I think... She might be okay with it. And you were right. I was. I love them. So tell me a little bit about the communication skills that you apply in your role. Well, one of them is is listening. Mm-hmm. So I really, really try to read my clients. And reading people is so important. And not in a way of um, going too deeply with it. But if you are really listening and just to what they say. And and I've learned it through time. I will say a lot of it is experience um, being in the industry for so long. But what I teach my new girls is to, to do active listening. When you hear someone say, I never wear makeup. Okay. Well, what's your version of, I never wear makeup. Mm -hmm. And if they say, well, the only thing I use every day is a chapstick. I know that anything that I put on their face is going to be a lot to them. Yes. So I just try to go with the concept, go in with that as less is more. Mm-hmm. And um, even with their hair, um, I've gauged myself with asking, I guess, the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking my time. I love consultations. Uh, you, Rachel wasn't able to do a consultation, but typically during the consultation actually takes a little bit longer than a day of because then we kind of really get to know each other. And I have them tell me a little bit about them and what they like and their favorite colors. Like you told me, like you would love to bring out the color in your eyes and, mm-hmm. and just being knowledgeable as well. Um, knowing the color wheel and um, knowing what brings out someone's someone's hair color, someone's eye color, what's going to bring out the peach or the, the rose in their skin color. That's, um, that really does take continuing education as well. Absolutely. And I think the other piece was the building rapport. So in your role, you're sitting down with someone you've either had a consultation with or not. But for them to trust you with applying makeup on them for a very special moment and or doing their hair requires a some considerable trust on the client's standpoint how, but you did it so effortlessly how do how do you build rapport what what are your best practices that you can recommend to others 
A lot of it's a deep intuition. Um, I really try to understand what they're going through, try to be at ease, mm -hmm. um, keeping myself calm and level-headed, and just letting them know that I'm there for them. You know, I tell a lot of my clients, um, especially when I can sense that they have a bit of nervousness or anxiety, that um, I'm here for them. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, they can tell me whatever they need to tell me in order to get the look that they desire. And it's not going to hurt my feelings because, you know, hey, we just met, you know, and we don't know each other yet. And because we don't know each other, let's understand that and um, let's communicate in order to understand. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Does it make so, sense to you? Yeah. So I've actually told people that word for word in the past, like you and I have just met. This is let's build this relationship. You tell me what you do and you don't like. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes so I'll pick colors that I think would look good on them. And okay, and then I tell them, okay, well, pick your favorite too. And then they'll pick their favorite too, you know, and it, it just kind of goes like that. I love that last part. So you pick a favorite, you pick something that you think might work, but then you encourage them. And, and in that way, you're kind of subtly communicating without stating directly that this is a partnership. I'm not hijacking your face here. I'm here to partner with you. But trust me as well. There's a trust. There's kind of a boldness with that move. You're saying, trust mm -hmm. me, trust my instincts, but I want your input. What's there yes. for you? Yeah. I noticed. And, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, what I was going to say is that um, part of making someone up is is allowing. It's basically is they're they are the canvas and I am the artist. But this canvas talks to me, you know, and it communicates me and it tells me what it wants. And you just really, really just have to listen. And um, if you come in quietly and you come in calmly um you're really able to sense that does that make sense yes it does very much what you described there is really um what we call in coaching just grounding yourself before you get go in maintain presence find your uh -huh. presence and maintain it but also there's that piece of staying comfortable working in a space of not knowing and exuding and showing that comfort to your audience in your case to your customer Yes. I think, too, there's another piece I'd love you to comment on, if you're willing, and that's this, this cognitive agility piece. So if for whatever reason, you, know, you, you must, in your role, get comfortable with all emotions. It's someone's wedding day, for instance. They're, uh -huh. uh, they're feeling feelings of joy. And, like, for instance, during our session, the flowers arrived, and that was very joyous uh -huh. and tear-inducing. And then negative and positive emotions are coursing through this person's body. What tips and advice do you have for business professionals often tasked with sitting there with someone they don't know very well, a new team member or a new boss? How do you, how can you guide these individuals to be comfortable with multiple levels of emotions? You know, I do feel the emotions of my clients. Sometimes I can, it, um, Sometimes it can feel um, very heavy. Um, sometimes it can feel very, very light. And I can actually feel myself sometimes even 
tearing up with them and you know i'll just kind of blink it away and i think that just goes back to the multitasking you know as women we we handle a lot of emotions on a daily basis and as a mother i you know when my kids get hurt you can't you want to cry with them but you can't you know you have to be the strong one and i kind of i guess take that a lot into my career of being able to compartmentalize my emotions Mm-hmm. and um, allow them to be heavy and to be emotional while I say, okay, we got to keep it together. You know, like, let's, we got to get through this. You got this. Let's push forward, you know? Yeah. And because people need that too, you know? And it's like, it's okay to cry and it's okay to get emotional and it's okay to feel everything that you've got going on. But I, And I think that's why it's so important to hire um, people who aren't your family and your friends to get you through that day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we can stay a little bit more grounded and a little bit more level-headed and say, all right, you can have this emotion, but we still got to get you going. We still got to get you to, to your ceremony, you know, in order to get you married where, um, I will say that when I did my, my brother's wedding, I was a complete mess. (laughs) (laughs) What I do not recommend, you know, so when you're so, you know, when you're so, so close and you are so emotionally involved, you just have to know when to let it go, you know? Yes. And so when my other brother gets married, I will not be doing the makeup for the wedding. <laughs> so just so I'm clear, the shift in your inability to maintain that excellent presence of staying comfortable working in a space of not knowing and holding the space for the emotions, uh, that it was your brother you you weren't able to because you were just emotional with the with the, the bridal party you were also yeah. excited also joyous yeah yeah I and, can see that I think it's just you know but we do we I think that you know with being hiring someone like me who's um almost on the outside mm. um yes I feel all the emotions and I think it's so beautiful and that's why I love doing what I do because I do get to be a part of someone's special time in their life and um the beauty of that is deeply deeply gratifying and it feels so good it just feels amazing and not that many people can say that within their careers um so i do consider myself very lucky and um and very honored but um in the sense of that i still i you know that professional in me that says okay we gotta stay on the schedule we gotta (laughs) i have to get you in that chair so (laughs) Well, Mimi, we felt honoured and we felt so special under your care on my best friend's wedding day. It was so fun being the matron of honour, but honestly, as much as the wedding itself was a life or a year annual highlight for me, being one of your customers was a huge highlight for me too, and you taught me a lot. I wondered, in closing, one final question. How? Uh, what are your highest hopes for your side business and for your artistry? Well, I want to continue doing what I do for weddings. I would like to take it a little further as my kids um, get a little older and get a little more independent um, with traveling and being a traveling anyway um, and hairstylist. So I would kind of like to involve my work with also involving experiences of kind of going to different states or different cities and doing weddings there. Um, That's kind of what I'm working on. And I'm also 
broadening my creativity with working with different photographers and doing more artistic um, makeup with uh, theater or character makeup, um, um, art pieces, um, just kind of thinking outside the box and getting into that that made-up world. Does that make sense? And I would really like to um, work for, with photographers for magazines too. Well, you will get there, Mimi, because you're immensely talented. And as we close our episode, thank you again for coming. I wondered how can my listeners find you and your services? What's a good way for me to direct them to your social media? So I have two social media accounts. I have an Instagram account. It's M M I M I. So M Mimi. And then my last name, my maiden name, Benitez, B E N I T E Z. And then my Facebook, professional Facebook account is Makeup Hair Mimi. And um, you can find me on there as well and you can see all of my work and all the things that I've done and a lot of it's fun stuff too so it's definitely fun to look at well thanks again Mimi and in Wisconsin you've got your show host DG McCullough and you've been listening to the Sage Sayers look for the show notes and you'll find access to my website hangingrockcoaching.com you'll find my calendar link there to book me for a consultation about group or individual coaching And on the LinkedIn post in this week's podcast, you'll see a beautiful picture of Mimi's artistry at work. Thanks again for listening. For those of you in America this week, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll speak with you again soon. Bye-bye for now.